Hello and welcome to the podcast. This is Shannon, your beer mistress. This is Ian, the professor. Oh. <laughs> and this is Cousin Max. Welcome back, Cousin Max. We're going to work on your moniker this time. That's Cousin the, Max. Because it, well, true enough, but he is Cousin Max. It's not it is an who alter I am. ego. It is who I am, indeed. Is that what your birth certificate says? Uh, it should. <laughs> can you get this amended? <laughs> you can, actually. Welcome, everyone, to the Microbrew Review. Today, we are doing a little bit of an encore, because last episode was Allagash from Portland, Maine, and today we are focusing on the Maine Beer Company, also Back in Portland. In what we learned about from visiting their website and watching their delightful two-minute video on their company and the, its culture is that they like to specialize in American-style beer. So unlike Allagash, who is a little more... Belgian-inspired. Belgian-inspired. Uh, Maine is American. So we're enjoying today a King Titus, which is a porter. And I know that a couple episodes ago we said, hey, it's becoming winter. It's that dark beer season. We should really do a porter episode. So welcome to today. That's what it's all about. Porter and maybe a little stout later on. That's true. See if we true. have time for it. Um, so yeah, they're a very cool sounding company. They're very environmentally conscious, all the things you would think of for a company based out of Maine. When he uh, says that, it's we learned that they actually donate a 1% of their sales to... 1% of all of their sales goes to environmental organizations, uh, different, different ones. They also, uh, just from reading their label, they donate all of their used yeast and grain and bags and stuff to local farmers uh, who can use it to then plant crops and harvest and stuff like that. It's pretty awesome. All I'm hearing right now is that I am being very responsible by drinking You're beer. You're helping from the world by drinking company. this beer. Good man. Look, we're, we're broadening your, your horizons and making you a better person. Wow. One person, <laughs> one person can make a difference. Yes. Also, I like that it was started by a guy who was a lawyer and was just like, eh. I could be a lawyer for the rest of my life. Or I could brew beer, which I really actually quite enjoy. And so he opened this company, and they started off with just one, one barrel. Uh, he said it was more like glorified home brewing than anything else, but uh, they've certainly upped their, their uh, output capacity since then, and they're they're doing some really awesome stuff, I think. Well, and on their main page, it actually there's a little box that says, you know, we're a small brewery with a small marketing budget. So the best thing you can do is that if you like our beer, tell the world. Word of mouth, always the best. Yeah. Which, hey, Dashing Rogue's kind of the same way. So if you like our <laughs> podcast, tell a friend. Tell your friends. Our marketing budget is talking to you right now. I, think I have a penny in my pocket. <laughs> but their um, the main brewing company slogan is "Do what's right." I like is, that. I like that a lot. And they say every time they have a choice to make, they just come back to their slogan and say, "That's how they decide." So. I like their style, and I this is the wrong thing to do. It's like we're we're handicapping cousin Max here, but the label art for Main Brewing Company is it's very great. minimalistic. Yeah. But oh. I think that, I think it's something to be said for that. The the they have a the a bunch peeper of is my favorite. It's yeah. so cute. And a lot of the times their labels are just uh, like a stick figure drawing face. Uh, the King Titus is actually a a photo of a silverback gorilla. And Which I think sales of this actually go to the uh, what was her name? Diane Fossey. Yes, that one. <clears throat> Which I have to admit, I uh, I love the photo on this. There you go. We did that just for you. It's very, and uh, honestly, you know, the, the flavors that I'm getting, you know, the color and everything like that, I could see that this is a gorilla of a beer. Uh-oh. Mm -hmm. Is it going to put is, hair on um, my chest? 
It very well may put hair on your chest. It's very, very nice. It's deep. It's roasty. It's uh, It's got a lot of really nice undertones. Um, but it's Seven clean. Seven and a half percent. But it's clean. Pretty. Uh, and the one thing that I've noticed from, this will be the third or fourth uh, sampling that I've had from Main Beer Company. And uh, yeah, it's I like it's everything that I've clean. had of theirs. And I don't... When they say, we're well, an American beer company, we focus on American styles, sometimes I'm a little, eh, how do I feel about that? Well, I like hops, and even this yeah. is, you know, it's got a little hoppiness to it. I mean, this is really not that far off from an English porter, though. I like it. I. It's got a really old world kind of style and flavor, and it seems like they've been around a lot longer than they have been. Yeah, I can see that. So the, the charity that they donate to, uh, it's actually called 1% for the Planet, okay. and... Uh, they would love if every business gave back 1% for the planet, uh, which is... It's not unreasonable. It's, yeah, it's not an unreasonable amount. You know, you're, you're paying more in taxes, well, depending on, you know, what kind of company you are. Right, true <laughs> enough. Uh, so it's just, it's a way to ensure the long-term survival of, of the planet, which is also good for businesses. Everyone seems to be thinking very, right now, with a lot of their business choices and nobody seems to be thinking long run or at least very few uh, and this is a company that does seem to be thinking a little more down the road and say hey you know maybe I'm only around for 80 years you know 100 if I'm lucky technology medicine everything maybe a little longer but that's a very it's a, a flash in the pan in the grand scheme of things so to have something else for future generations is a good idea and anything that makes me feel a little better about it Indulging in my hobby of craft beer, I'm totally for. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by makes you feel better? It's true. It does make me feel good on its own. Does anything make you feel bad about this? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're talking about staying around for 80 or 100 years, and I'm like, ah, but there's there's it's a lot of beer craft beer consumed. That's true. Uh, I'm going to gonna mention the elephant in the room right now. Um, the gorilla I'm in the room. The gorilla in the room. Cousin Max, we cheated on you last week. We definitely... It's fine. We invited uh, Rich Lee out to join us for a Rich podcast, Lee. and I don't, I don't want to. How do you do things, Rich Lee? I <laughs> I just want to know what he does that I can't do. I, I'm just gonna say he put he set the bar pretty high, so I hope you're bringing your A game today because probably could have warned you about that before you got here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I like to be on the spot. Yeah. Everybody Heard does. It was late night. <laughs> you pre- you perform your best when you're, uh, you know. Just thrown in there. You got it. We didn't throw me into the pool and see if I sink or swim. I tried that when you were young. I sank. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, still sinking. I really need those water wings. All I'm going to say is if you want to bring up any 80s cartoons. <laughs> no. hey It was a good time. Uh, no, the problem was I wasn't old enough to watch 80s cartoons. Oh. <laughs> Ouch. That's true. Uh, but we are, we did sort of... I know that you are a fan of throwing down the gauntlet when there's something that you're really passionate about. Mm-hmm. I feel that you and Rich Lee could have a fantastic bad pun off. So in a future podcast... I would uh, richly enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, I will take that as a you accept. Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. I'll slap him for you next time I see him. Very good. Mm. Very good. Anybody do anything fun lately? Well... What do we have going on in the future? It's holidays coming up. Yes. Well, and I Christmas. think that's part of the porter. In my opinion, porter's underappreciated. People don't know how to process it. I am a porter unappreciator. Underappreciator. Underappreciator. Yeah. I love porters. 
I do I've, too. But... I've loved them for years now, um, and it took me a while to get into them. And I think porters are not a very good starter beer. I feel like no, porters, anything enough. a porter can do, a stout can do better. <laughs> well, yes and no. I'm looking for two different things in porters and stouts. Yeah, I guess I'm just rarely looking for what I find in porters. A porter drinks like a beer, a stout does not. Stouts drinks like a stout. Yeah, stouts are in a category completely by themselves. Porters are like a dark beer. And although they have a lot of the similar flavor notes, they, they like drink differently. They to them. They do. I mean, I find porters to be much, much more heavy on the smoke, on the roast, on the, you know, this Coffee, is a... Coffee, the chocolate. To me, this, this is, is like a, grilled a cigar beer. beer. Yeah. It's a grilled beer is what it is. That's the... I, I go to a porter the same way I want to go towards barbecue. Hmm. You know, it's, you know, if I was going Licking towards... Licking your fingers? Stouts are stouts. I'll be honest, and I know it's it, it. It may I don't want it to sound like it cheapens it because this is one of my favorite meals of all time. Stouts are my dessert beer. I love them, and I have a scandalous sweet tooth, and I really try <laughs> to tame that down as much as I can possibly. Scandalous. Do. Tell me more. But, uh, it's stouts are they're, they're you know they're big. They're they've got they're creamy. They're I mean, and I'm not just talking about the Guinness stouts. I'm not talking sure. about, even on draft. I mean, it's you know you can get amazingly creamy stouts out of a can, out of a bottle. Ten fifty. Oh yeah. But porters, We're I find. We're gonna do that someday. Porters, I find to just be much more of a. It's a stout without the stout in it. I think for me, I don't like nut brown ales. It's sort of my say, it's it's my Chardonnay of beer, if you will. I do not like nut brown ales, but I get the roastiness and the warmth in a porter in a way that I like. And when I talk to people who do like nut browns, I feel like that's what they get out of drinking the nut browns. So I'm, I'm meeting that need in a different way. And for me, that's a porter. See, and I find that I enjoy a nut brown. Like Sammy Smith, I, do, I think they do a great nut brown ale. I never really go out of my way to drink it. Right. And that's kind of how I feel about porters. I'm enjoying this beer. I think it's a fantastic beer. Do I prefer the Zoe, the Peeper? Yeah, I probably would order those first. Uh, and, you know, if I was at a restaurant and, you know, I wanted a, a porter or a stout or something, I'd probably grab a stout and something imperial and <laughs> oatmeal-y and, you know, fat dog would be great. Uh, I'd, I'd jump to that first before... See, my thing with that would be, I would, the way that I'm going to enjoy a porter is this, is that I'm going to enjoy it before a stout. Sure. And the reason that it's I say that is, it's your warm-up beer. It's, the reason that I say that is not, because, I mean, That's have you ever, have you had doing. the, <laughs> have you had the Edmund Fitzgerald porter from yes, Great Lakes? from Great Lakes. Phenomenal porter. It's really, it's really, really good. As far as me, I mean, I, I drink porters, I, I try to drink a new one every week. Wow. Dedication. I, well, like I guess them. we picked the right beer for I, your I like them a lot, and I it's I like them because they're my new challenge. They are my French red wine. You know, I broke into wine drinking a, little, a couple years ago thanks to thanks to <laughs> Ian himself, the, the professor. professor. <laughs> uh, he schooled me in the ways of the uh, of the Tinto. Um, however, it's I mean I've been building my way up. I start off with you know the Spanish reds, which are very approachable, very juicy, very you know they, they had a lot of flavor. Worked my way through the Italians, and now I'm getting into the Reds, which have a much more, you know, heavy, leathery, tannin kind of base. It's be a little funky. They've got that old world vibe. Exactly. It be a little, and a little dirtier. I feel like they are for experienced wine drinkers to really appreciate what's going on in them. Um, I think the same thing with porters is that they can be a little off-putting if you're not used to the flavors that go into beers. Um, you know, the same thing with a very, very hoppy beer. Hops by themselves are not a very... That's not something that growing up we wanted to eat. 
Yeah, we didn't if want that. If you had that, a vegetable that was that bitter, you probably would Right, we didn't it. want that bitter, that, that bite, that heart. We didn't want that. But as we develop our palates, as we're growing older, Mature. we... We, ex, you know, we explore different... Speak for yourself, I'm not growing older. <laughs> we explore different food options and everything. We branch out with that. And now porters have become my new frontier in beer. And I'm enjoying it famously. That's awesome. I'm almost getting a little bit of like a, a nutty aftertaste on this. Almost, but an, an untraditional nut. More like a hazelnut. Yeah, or, like a hazelnut. Yeah. Um, that's actually exactly what I was thinking. Uh, it made me think again of the holidays, though, because it's like the one time of year where you can like go into people's houses and they might have like a bowl of nuts and a nutcracker sitting out. Yeah. Uh, I want to bring that in as a year-round thing. Yeah, I, I did for a while, but mostly it was just stale nuts left over from Thanksgiving <laughs> and Christmas. That's why those nuts taste so strange in July. <laughs> <laughs> you should date your. They were nuts. actually growing into other nut trees. <laughs> yeah. Best of consumed before. Uh, but yeah, definitely like a hazelnut aroma, like a, uh, what are the names of that one? Almost like a macadamia. Yeah, macadamia, yeah. Exactly. They're a weird looking nut and they have that. They are, but they're they're tasty. They they have a, it's it's a much more meaty consistency to it than like a walnut, which is kind of a drier consistency. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, macadamias and hazelnuts, they have that, I mean, there's a lot of depth to them. And I, I think that, I mean, I'm actually surprised I don't see more of it in, in brewing. Um, really exploring that. I mean, you see a lot of those, you know, I get a lot of almondy finishes and I get a lot of walnut finishes. But well, they're kind of like a sweeter nut, too. Right. Can I go on a tangent? Please. When I went to Hawaii, macadamia nuts everywhere. Macadamia nut coconut pancakes. Now, you know I'm not a breakfast eater, but holy cow, I could not get enough of those things. Oh, unbelievable. Coconut beer sounds pretty cool. Hmm. What kind of style do you think could like think stand up to coconut? I think a porter or a stout. <laughs> I just want to throw this out there. Again. Are you Again. Berlin? <laughs> coconut beer? Anyone? I think that this has a lot of potential. It is nutty. It is creamy. It is sweet. delicious. It's sweet enough, it but sweet. it's not necessarily sweet. Right. So you really could throw that into quite a few different I bet avenues. Southern Tier could do it. They've... I think they nailed like the creme brulee. Cream pie or something. Yeah, so if they can, they're so good at the desserty beers, they could use that sweetness to really make it. Oh yeah, okay. Not gonna. I grew up not licking coconut, and over the last five years, I can't get enough. I'm I in the same you boat. Grew up. Oh, that's what it was. I'm in the same boat, honestly. Um, coconut was always one of those things. Well, I mean, you I know, you get people that hate coconut. You get processed coconut. You that's get shredded. You and it's just everything is overly you sweetened. You don't get to taste real coconut. I think is what it comes down to. I'll be yeah, honest. Even that other stuff is so good. It's just like sugary, confectionery, like I'll with be chocolate. Honest, usually, I started putting coconut milk in my coffee. Really? And this then was, you might as well make you know. I was not the stout. one that, that suggested this, but I tried it out on a whim just to see what I would. And you know what? It actually gives it a really nice creaminess, sweetness. It does. It's like a twofer. But it's not dairy. Right. It's like coffee meat without or coffee mate rather without being gross. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and I mean, I'm a big fan of dairy, so don't don't get me wrong in that aspect. You know, can we I've, say that coffee meat sounds kind of good too? Do you ever like take the beef loin and the ground coffee and yeah, I've I made seen a, that. I made a steak once that I did a coffee rub on. Does the coffee burn when you cook it? Or do you no, did you put it roasts. in the oven or did yeah, you? It just, roasts. Okay. It'll roast. I mean, especially like if coffee. you grill it. Oh, that sounds so good. The other thing that you can do with coffee or cocoa powder is put it into tomato sauces. Really? And it does. It adds a lot of richness to it. I'm wondering we could totally we could nail a beer pairing 
with a, a nice red meat with a good chocolate coffee crust on well, it. Well, just think of moles. Yeah. I mean, just do a coffee mole and like you're set. I, I mean, mean, you could do any dark beer with that and that would be fantastic. Oh, you guys are making me see the bright side of winter lately. I'm not lying. And I'm, porters. Is there a dark side to winter? Yeah, it's cold. The fact that there's never sun. So I grumpy. love the winter. And you know why I love the winter? Because you're a Stark. Because we can enjoy... <laughs> I wish I was the king of the north. No, told, you don't want to be. I was told be. I was a Stark the other day. I think it's my long hair and beard right now. They die so fast. You really don't want to be. You know what? It's all worth it. Why live forever Flash if, of if you can have that many women that fast? Exactly. <laughs> uh, Rather live and die as a peasant or as a king. I don't know. I'm You're really good at a peasant. Now. I know. <laughs> Pedestrians. How's no, the I love winter and, and not because of... I mean, I do love the weather. I won't lie. I love the cold. I love the crisp. I like... I like the jackets. I like snow. I like layers. I like the clothing involved. I like the, you know, the leaves are, you know, starting to fall off the trees. No, I like the hurricane the, took care of all the leaves. I there like, are none left. I love the season of winter. And one of the biggest reasons I do is because, A, there's a great list of holidays rolling up. You just like not going to work and getting paid for it? I love not going to work and getting paid for it. But I love the food. I love the drinks. I love Everything the is rich. And it, it is medium. and it's you know. And I mean, that's because I think, you're not wearing a bikini, and everyone you can put on ten pounds, and no one's gonna but notice. But I really until feel June. like it harkens back to an older know, time when people were literally trying to survive through the winter, and we've taken that survival aspect and just kept and that decadent and made it <laughs> decadent and delicious and. You know, it's, you know, it's feasting. That's, that's, the winter is feasting. It's, you know, you don't do, you can't feast during the summer. Oh, God, it's awful. Well, you can barbecue. I can barely eat during the summer. Grills. Yeah, it's right. It's bad enough. But you know what? I want to grill all winter long. Well, we talked about that. We're going to do it. I we, think we should. Maybe on the 15th. Maybe Ooh, on the 15th. Oh, that would be good. I think, because, honestly, you look at it, it's, it's, it's heavy meats, it's sauces, it's flames, it's warmth, warmth it's heavy Warm food. It's something that you want to eat during the winter, not when it's 95 degrees outside. Can I... I'm going to tangent yet again. That'll just be my code word for the day. Uh, you remember charming. when... Yes. My charming tangents. When you came down for the Northern Virginia Brewfest. Which was amazing. Yeah, it was a good time. Okay, and, stop rubbing it in. Uh-huh. <laughs> rubbing and we're rubbing. That's right. I had a good weekend. And <laughs> Are you listening? Um... So after we came home, we went out back and smoked some cigars and drank some good beer. Well, you know, got a little hungry. There's a grill back there. Got a little distracted. We put out our cigars and I left them sitting in the backyard on the uh, picnic table. And the grill caught on fire. No, but the hurricane was raging outside and I opened the curtains and all I see is these little cigar butts that are absolutely like drenched and now I don't want to move them because it's like <laughs> it's like the a cigars homage. survived the hurricane <laughs> the shrine it's pretty awesome I'm not gonna lie I'm a little I'm a little worried like if my mother comes to visit and sees cigars in my backyard how she's gonna feel about it. my mommy yeah, that'll be great. Be like, well, when I bring boys over to drink, yeah, just tell her that cousin Max stopped over for the weekend, and you know. Like, but we don't have a cousin Max. Be like, well, mom. He's everybody's cousin. That's what's so great about it. And I'm Ian's is everyone's cousin. professor, and I'm everyone's beer mistress. There you go, lady. 
Oh, that's a good sound. What do you got going over there, Ian? Nothing yet. I'm just unwrapping a gift that I bought myself the other day, and I thought I might share with you guys. But you still have beers, so we'll let it let it sit for a minute. I'm still savoring the last drops of this. Uh, do do King savor Titus. away. I was just I was prepping. He was no, very excited. I'm, I'll be honest. I'm 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 really enjoying this. It's not over the top flavorful, which is actually nice because there's in the craft brew industry right now i think that so many people since there's so many companies starting up or so many companies that have been started up that there's this constant competition to shove more stuff into the beer yeah which is nice which is nice in most cases because it's constantly pushing the envelope yeah even though it's still stationary i have a friend named mike who is dying to guest star on the podcast just because that's a pet peeve of his he's he just wants beer to be a little more pure, tastes like beer, and yeah, you can make a great one. Go ahead and craft it, but would you stop putting all of this nonsense in my beer? And I told him that until I c- he can guarantee me that he's not going to come on and monologue the whole time about how frustrated he is, I'm not going to give him a microphone. But I mean, it I'm depends. okay with the frustration, but at the same point, that's part of what makes the, especially the American beer industry, so spectacular I like right it. now. I am a huge fan. The two of us get into beer conversations, or we'll go out to great beer bars, and he'll sit there drinking the most simple, plain beer on the menu, and he'll laugh at, you know. How are you friends? We get along great, other than that. Or I like to bake, and he likes to eat. I don't know what it is. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> Uh, On which I, note, beer bread, that's also becoming my new winter staple. By the way, I, I, I must admit that I was a little upset that you asked me and called me out on puns, and then I made one, and it was just written over. Uh, <laughs> which, which one? Richly I one? said that they're always pushing the envelope, even though it's still stationary. Oh, <laughs> gosh. I actually just quite missed that. <laughs> well, never mind. Wow. My, my apologies. My brain doesn't work fast enough to make them up like that. I guess it's not working fast enough to process it either. That's fine. That was that was good. Not gonna lie. Now I forget what I was gonna say because I'm totally beer breads. Home. Beer breads. That's it. So A more amazing winter food. Here's what I'm going to put out there to all of our listeners. It is that time of year, and I'm going to challenge you when you go to your holiday parties, when you go um, visit people to have warm, delicious, indulgent, heavy meals that you can have in the summer. Mm. Uh, I want two things. Number one, please be good guests and take something for your host. Bring something. Even if they say, no, you don't have to bring anything. What that means is dinner's taken care of. You know, I have all of the courses or I have I have the meat and the side dishes and the dessert. You don't have to bring anything. But it really does say something nice. Hey, thanks for having me. Right. I could have gone out tonight and spent, you know, $40 on a meal. I'm coming to your place. You're probably spending that $40 on me instead. It's just nice to say thank you. Bring a bottle of King Titus. Well, and that was the second part of my challenge. I think very often, I'm going to say it, wine's a great gift because you can either open it and drink it right there with dinner, which is great. Share it with your hosts. Or, you know, you can leave it with them and it doesn't matter. It's not clutter it's not something they have to take care of you didn't bring them a house plant you know you bought them wine they'll enjoy it or a cat but <laughs> go I mean, ahead be a very interesting host gift be like oh thanks for having me here's a kitten like uh, <laughs> no there's <laughs> a lifetime of responsibility <laughs> so often when we sit here and we enjoy beer together you can hear when you know ian's popping the cork of a new delicious beer how great would it be if you took one of those impressive-looking bottles that costs about the same as a bottle of decent wine? And it's kind of 
I won't say better, but you can get a really awesome bottle of beer for the same price that you can get like a decent bottle of wine. Yeah. Well, go ahead. Take your take your. And even if they're not beer fans, if you take them one of those good ones, what a great time to pop it open and have a beer conversation. Uh, hey, maybe they'll and accidentally sell it for like 10 years and then break it out and be like, oh, yeah, this has been sitting around for a while. I don't know if it's any good anymore. And if it's in the winter, you're probably bringing them something stouty, which will probably age well. And then you're pulling out, you know, whatever. It could be cool. Well, I think there's a lot to be said about it as well. Uh, if, if you yourself uh, have just recently gotten into beer drinking, you know, whether, you know, through hearing us or, you know, through other avenues. Um, or if you are an experienced beer drinker, um, get somebody something. Yeah, bring them you something know. that you think they might enjoy. Exactly. Uh, I something mean, that might, might, might kick off their new beer love. Here's something I noticed. Now, I used to hope, if you, if you haven't caught on now, this is episode, what, like 13, 14, something like that. I Yeah, I don't either. Um, the next one. I like hosting events and that's everything from a small little dinner party to you know a big old barbecue i used to have a winter wine party that was you know everyone puts on a cocktail dress it's fun to get all dressed up and then a summer beer party which fit really well with the barbecue that we did this year so i learned the hard way that if you ask people to bring a bottle of wine to a wine party what they do is they go to their wine store they go to the guy in the back who is the quote-unquote expert and say, you know, oh, I'm going to a wine party, what should I take? And I kid you not, I would get 10 bottles of expensive French red wine walking through my door and nobody wanted to open them and drink them. They would drink whatever I had provided. So at the end of the night when they leave, I'm like, what am I going to do with 10 bottles of French red wine? I so can think of a thing or two. The same, Probably But the same it. is true. Go, don't worry about making the right impression. Take what you like. You know, that's what you can start a wow, conversation around. Wow, reason. Yeah, don't take the... Don't bring, like, platinum. No, that's exactly the one I was thinking of, too. I'm sorry. Um, Just because it's got a fancy name. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, don't bring a magnum bottle of red wine, either. Oh, uh, yeah. Or a box the, uh, of red the wine. The gallon jug. <laughs> yeah, don't... don't <laughs> just because it says red wine on it does not mean that it's actually right. good. Sometimes it's grape juice. I also, I know we talk about ABV a lot on here. Um, every once in a while... Very interesting to turn over the bottle you're drinking. Um, I bought some champagne the other day to do a nice little brunch. And I made a mimosa out of it. And I kept going, gosh, it's just, it's so sweet. I don't understand. It wasn't even supposed to be sweet champagne, best as I understand. alcoholic champagne. I turned it over and it was like 5%. And, you know, wine, champagne should be anywhere from... 10 to 14 depending on the style and whatnot and i'm like wait it was the same price as the regular champagne why did i pay all of this for five percent champagne so you know just something worth you noticing didn't do your homework yeah champagne platinum right there that's what i get for you know buying my brunch food at seven in the morning in my pajamas before serving brunch that's what happens also but. don't leave the house in your pajamas folks it's, <laughs> it's the winter all i wear is sweats yeah. you can't unless tell. you've got hoodie footy pajamas no, I just don't. Flap don't or no like flap? It. Uh, flap, please. <laughs> it's, time, it's time to reclaim civility. And a lot of that comes with how you dress, I think. Go ahead. Have this, have this moment. Would you like to Ian, borrow my tangent, Ian? Take it away. All right, folks. I work at a coffee shop. I've mentioned that. Somebody came in in a robe and slippers one time. <laughs> Like, literally. (laughs) And it was early. You know, there was not a lot of people there. But there were enough people there. And everyone was casting sidelong glances at this guy. And, like, part of me was like, hey, look at yourself, folks. 
You're wearing, you know, your gym clothes. You're wearing whatever. It's like, if you're leaving the house, people are going to see you. And I don't care if that's your neighborhood coffee shop or the grocer. You know, chances are you're also going to run into your friends at that neighborhood coffee shop. Or your coworkers. Or your coworkers. Or maybe even your boss, God forbid. And just, you know, respect yourself enough to wear something decent when you go out. But I don't want to be afraid. If I was brave enough to hit the gym early in the morning and I need coffee afterwards. Take a shower afterwards. They have them there. Bring a change of clothes and put it on. Wow. Wear a tie. (laughs) if If you can. Absolutely. Shannon, start wearing ties more often. I did that once. It was the 80s. It was awkward for everybody. My mom convinced me it was fashionable. It was a wrong, wrong life decision. I don't know. The girls at the restaurant looked good last night. Yeah. Part of their uniform. They had the tie. That was neat. Um, The bartenders were wearing ties too, but uh, Ian pointed out that they were all a little loose up top. The the, the bartenders were not. The the servers, uh, I don't know if it was just the female ones. Um, We were at the bar, so I didn't get that good of a look. Uh, but a no, lot of the I'm sure you didn't. Well, <laughs> the ties. He didn't get a good look at many the Many of the female servers had their top button unbuttoned, like a button-up collar shirt with a tie that was kind of hanging loose. And I liked the concept of it because for me it was like, oh, you just got done that long day of work. It's Roll the, up here, unbutton your. You it's know, the top after button. wedding look, exactly. Which yeah. I feel is the best. Yeah. They make such good pictures too. It's so exactly. it's genuine. Just like, hey, you let loose. Yeah. You had a good time, and I like that. I like kind of what I don't know if that was their intent behind it but if that's like their uniform for the servers it's like hey relax a little bit while you're here yeah you look good still but it's okay to unbutton that top button and you can't unbutton the top button without loosening the tie right so yeah wear a tie and if you want unbutton the top button it's all right but respect yourself enough to look good when you go out I'm gonna say that happens to us a lot now is every time we go out oh what are you guys so dressed up for Oh, we went to a restaurant <laughs> right. where we're going to see yes, people. Yes, it was 4 o'clock well, on a Saturday. However, you know, we well, wanted also, to look it's good. Well, it's a Saturday. You right. know, that's like when people go out. Well, it also drops back to, I've got to admit, Ian, it's probably my favorite comment that you've made in the last little while, if you'd like to take it away. Which one? The <laughs> one that explains why you dress the way you dress. Uh, about the public? Of, of course. <laughs> so I, I was, it just came to me all of a sudden, and... I dressed up, and How people many are always asking in? me. People are always asking me, "Oh, why are you so why why are you dressed like that? You know, you're dressed so fancy, whatever." And it's not that fancy. It's like a vest, a shirt. I'm not wearing like coattails, right. a tuxedo. Uh, and I said, "One must always dress to meet the public, not be them." <laughs> <laughs> and nice. the public are the ones wearing sweatsuits out, and you know. I get that there's always the exception to the rule. I am wearing cargo pants right now, folks. I'm wearing cargo pants. Last time, I was wearing my suit. I often wear my suit, even when podcasting in the confines of the studio here. No one's seeing me. I'm not on video. I might not even go anywhere today. However, I like to dress up. I feel better about myself. People always comment on it. And when people comment, it's usually not like, oh, that's awkward. It's like, wow, you, you look great. Why? Are you coming from somewhere? No, I'm coming here. I dressed up for you guys. I dressed up for me. I dressed up for you. It's respectful. It's nice. I think everyone should do it. For those of you who would like to see what we're talking about, uh, we actually have pictures, of course, of the two of us on our Facebook page. So facebook.com slash Dashing Rogue. <laughs> like a king. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a couple of pictures on uh, DashingRogue.com. They are, not going to lie, mostly of food and beer. 
Uh, but there are, of course, our videos there as well, and we dress like ourselves on the videos. But in case you're like, well, but how dressed up is this guy really talking? Go ahead, check out the pictures. Uh, I am going to say that Christmas is coming up, and I completely intend, and I know mystery is not my thing. He laughs at me because I can't keep secrets, but I am getting this man suspenders for Christmas. Very excited. We're going to up. I do need a nice pair of suspenders. Yep. Well, I would just like to say that we are coming into the winter months. And one of my favorite They're holidays. Such a fashionable month. One of my favorite holidays is at the very last day of the year. That is my favorite, favorite, favorite. New Year's Eve is we'll probably it. it's wonderful. It really is. <laughs> he and uh, he has its moments. And uh, the one thing that I would implore anybody here, whether you're out drinking fabulous bottles of wine, incredible beers, or bottle after bottle of champagne, or being the res- uh, the DD, or being yes. the de- you know what? There's a lot to be said, and I would like to Especially bring that up at a like different that. point. Um, don't wear jeans. Okay. I mean, if you're home with your honey on the couch and that's... Even if you're at home, dress up a little bit. Dress up a little bit. It's the last day of the year. Especially if you're at home with your honey on the couch. Because... In which case you want to... Sometimes it's nice to dress up. You know, you do dress up for yourself, but you also dress up for the other people. And if you put more effort into going out for other people than you do for your significant other... That's kind of telling as well. You know, it's, it's nice to dress up for somebody that you care about once in a while. And you and know say, what? Hey, I know we're just staying in tonight, but I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to shave. I'm going to put on a nice little outfit. You know what? There's no better way to blow out the new year and bring in the new year with a bang than getting dressed up with your sweetheart at home. There is with something to be said. For, oh, <laughs> you just went there, didn't you? I like date night on Tuesday because I like getting dressed up in the middle of the week for what other people consider no reason. Not going to lie. I really right. Like just because it's Tuesday doesn't mean you're not being seen. Exactly. Well, and the interesting part about this for me is I'm kind of surprised we're having this conversation because, as they like to make fun of me for, I grew up in a small town. And my mother always taught me that you do not leave the house without your hair and makeup done because you're going to see someone. And, yeah, I thought she was crazy there for a while, but then I got a little older and started having, like, ex-boyfriends and all of that nonsense, and it didn't matter. It was a small town. You ran into them it's everywhere. It's like, oh, I look great? Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> so it just surprises me that, you know, now we're in a much bigger area, more densely populated, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but Slightly it's the same, more urban. The same is still very true. Um, you know, th- it's well, a small every world. Every neighborhood still is still gonna a small world. You go yeah. to the same shops that your your neighbors go to, you know, it's... It's not like, oh, let me go to the hardware store 14 hours away. It's You're going to go to the one down the street, whatever, you know, whatever it is. Are there still hardware stores? Sure. Yes, lots of them. I need to move out of the city. Small businesses. Yeah. They're Better awesome. <laughs> Support local, folks. Give back 1%. There you go. Ian, what do you got? I have here. I'm, I'm ready for my next one. These go folks for it. are I, I'm slowing like me down. I'm like two swigs away. We're I fine. Go I ahead. I can't wait any longer. The Firestone Parabola. They made 3,000 cases. Um, which is not a lot at all. It is a barrel-aged imperial stout. It is from this year, and frankly, part of me weeps that I'm not opening this 10 years from today. But I had it the other night, and it was so delicious that I had to go out and find myself a bottle of it. You know, you haven't popped the top yet. I have not. No, he wants to make sure we're at the Well, I want to look at the label, and... (laughs) No, no, I... We need to... I first saw this, and uh, the first person I thought of was Dear Cousin Max, because I thought it was a beer that he would very much enjoy. It's a larger bottle. It's 12.5%. Uh, it's that Imperial Stout. It's bourbon barrel age. Uh, and it's just really, really good. But Ian, I didn't stop, order it. 
stop talking dirty. I didn't order it because he, he wasn't there and he didn't get back to me. And then the next time I went in, they still had it on the menu. And I tried to order it, and the guy down at the end had bought their last bottle. Oh, uh, so that is so devastating. Who is to you for Don't making me miss blame out when me I first for this. had the opportunity? You now that you said, have a smartphone, I'm getting in the car. <laughs> you have a smartphone, so maybe you will text back more quickly. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I've been hooked on this that. thing. I'll be honest. I just joined the uh, 19th century <laughs> with uh, tech, as far as technology is concerned. And, uh, He's got himself a cellular phone. Just upgraded myself to one of those fancy thinking phones. He's got like the Zach um, Morris phone that's like four <laughs> inches thick. Uh, it was essentially a satellite phone before, so I finally well, did it. Well, at least you can make calls from anywhere. After about seven years, I've had the same phone, or, for, or at least it feels like that. And uh, so I finally upgraded myself to one of them fancy thinking phones. And I say that I wasn't around to watch 80s cartoons. <laughs> All right. I appreciate your honesty. It's about time we came full circle on that. I will say that this was, you know, Ian is a typical man, not exactly the most. Wow. Way to cheapen it. You know, okay. What I meant was. You typical man. The you. guy doesn't really talk feelings. Oh. And one of the most touching things I think he's ever said to me was yesterday we were at the beer store trying to decide, you know, what it was we wanted to podcast about today. And he said, all right, I like the King Titus. The porter's nice. Let's follow it up with the Firestone. It's a stout. It's still really dark. It'll go great. And I took a moment and I looked at him and I said, Ian, are you sure you want to do that? I know how you feel about the Firestone. You only have one bottle. And he said, but it's with Max. And it's with you, and there is no one else I would rather share it with. And I was, like, all touched in the back of the beer store. It was really sweet. She's been in a weepy mood lately, folks. (laughs) Uh, Can I just say, before even sipping this, uh, I have my awesome chalice here. It is on my knee, far away from me, and I can still smell the beautifulness. Just Stick your nose in this. Oh, my God, Just stick your nose in this. I... I was a little overwhelmed. I had high expectations, and I haven't even sipped it yet, but it's like, wow. You know what? This 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 reminds me of some kind of, like, toasted dessert. There is a lot of vanilla, but, like, vanilla, imported Caribbean like, vanilla. Before I even taste this, I can already tell that it's mixing some of my favorite flavors. Oh. Now who's weepy? That's yeah, all I'm saying. I've got a little tear in my eyes oh. just thinking about this beer. Shall, oh. we, shall we take a collective Let's sip? Let's do it. Moment Let's, uh, of silence, folks, if you would, please. Raise your glass with us right Raise now. Raise your glass. If you have a bottle of this, you are lucky. <laughs> and uh, here we go. This is the epiphany begins. <laughs> that is fantastic. Wow. Could you imagine it in five years? <laughs> this is absolutely fantastic. If any of our listeners has a hookup and some way for me to get more of this, you Let can even know, mark it up. We're there. And I will there. do whatever needs to be done. This is absolutely fantastic. You've I feel like, like you're kind of rendered tickle, speechless. A tickle on the tongue at the end there. It's just, it's sweet. It's smooth. It's I velvety. almost feel guilty drinking this. Yeah. That's how good it is. Max, you can never feel guilty around us. I, I do anyway. I mean, that's how good this beer is. I, I actually feel a little Thank guilty. Thank you, Ian. This is, this is a very special... Eight ounces I'm going to share with you right Let's now. Let's be honest. If I drank it by myself, it would have been me like one night probably watching Doctor Who or something, just like polishing off this bottle being like, I'm glorious. <laughs> and I wouldn't remember the last glass and I'd probably fall asleep and it would be there when I woke up, you, which wouldn't necessarily be a terrible thing. Because you would still drink oh, it. I would still drink that for sure. 
It's not like the carbonation would run out. It's a very thick, delicious beer. It's well, it's sweet, not very carbonated. Mm-mm. But it's not scary sweet. It's not cloying. Over 12% starts It's not to... like a southern tier. Yes. It's not a barley wine. No. The vanilla, the warm, the rich, the roasty, the dark chocolate. There's so much going on there. And I must admit that I love the name because I have not probably seen the word parabola since the ninth grade. You don't listen to Tool much, do you? No. What's that? It's a title of a track. Oh. Now, can I also say that Firestone, on their label, we don't have to get into the artwork, but they have, not on this one particularly, but on many of their other bottles, they have a lion and a bear on their hind legs that look like they're about to fight. And, you know, we it's pretty badass. often start the debate of who would win said fight. The bear. <laughs> So, I had this debate the other evening <laughs> uh, with my good friend James at the bar while we were drinking this, and I was like, so it's really cool, and blah, 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 and, and uh, there were two other gentlemen that we shared a bottle with, and we were all, t- I got everyone started on it. I just wanted to, you know, throw a little, throw a little lighter fuel on the uh, fire there and see, see what would happen. And so James goes, well, I know how we can figure this out, and he pulls out his phone and he Googles lion versus bear and finds a video of a lion, basically, there's a bear that comes into its territory. Now, we don't condone this, folks, by the way. No animals were hurt in the production of this film. And the lion just kind of charges at this bear. And they're both of equal size. And the lion kicks the crap out of that bear. I was going to say, I think lions are bigger than we realize. Yeah, lions are huge. It yeah. doesn't matter. I'm talking about the Firestone lion versus the Firestone bear. That bear looks like a certified pugilist. Well, I he does. lions but are so much faster. that lion and fast yeah. and claws. But you can see his ribs... And his nine pack. <laughs> I don't know what the ninth muscle is. <laughs> They're not humans. You never know. They could have lots of abs. Whatever. Yeah. Um, so anyhow, it, no animal died in this video, but the black bear pieced out quickly, and the lion was just kind of like, "What's I, up?" I didn't know that lions and bears typically shared. I don't think they'd normally do, which is why I think the lion was like, "What? What's that?" Get it, get it, get it's it. big and How furry. Get, get it out here? of here. Obviously not from around here. Yeah. <laughs> it's essentially like a well, when a well-spoken for, uh, person wow, shows up in wow, South Philadelphia. Wow. Oh. I'm going to say in the last three minutes, just from listening, we have all smacked our lips more than we have in the previous 35. Because I'll edit it out. I've got more lip smacking going on here than a pile of ribs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that wasn't really a pun, but it was still, still a good joke. I have low... It wasn't a joke. Who's joking? (laughs) Not this guy. I had gotten there faster, but I was swallowing quietly. (laughs) Ouch. Burn. This is terrible. I have to stop podcasting with all guys because they just gang up on me. Firestone's pretty awesome. I was going to say, Firestone... I'm not going to lie. Probably one of my new favorite companies. Yes. Where and are they out everyone's, of? Uh, I believe they're West Coast. Let me double check on that. There's Between a... this and their Wookiee Jack, they're I saw nailing. that one the other day for the first time. I've not time. had the Wookiee Jack You yet. talk about yes, it all you have. the time. I have. I brought it. I can't remember when. They're from California. Did you hear that, folks? Cousin Max brings host gifts. But I was, He's a rock star. And I brought the Firestone Wookiee Jack. I saw it. Um, went to my, my neighborhood bottle shop, which is phenomenal. Uh, oh, I, I do remember that. I saw the It was a black rye IPA. Yeah. It was super funky. Super. I, I've never had anything quite like it. But it almost tasted like pine needles mixed with hops. So a good winter beer. Oh, it was phenomenal. I would also like to point out that 
on their label, this particular label. There is no lion or bear, but they do give you a great breakdown of what this beer is. We're always asking for information on the beers. You right. know, put the ABV on there, do that. And on this, it has, it's the Proprietor's Reserve Series number three, which means it's the third case out of 3,000. It's got the IBUs, uh, it's got time in the barrel, it's got uh, what kind of yeast is in it, uh, it's got everything in it. Uh, so it kind of, you could almost recreate the beer using some of this information. Verlin. Um, so I think it's excellent. This uh, bottle will definitely make it into my, my save the cool bottle stack. I do want to say if you are new to beer, or rather new to craft beer, please don't be intimidated by all of those words that Ian just... I, I've had people who have messaged me and said, you know, listen to the podcast, appreciated it. However, there are certain things that mean nothing to me, like ABV. I didn't realize that, you know, we throw that around all the time, but folks How who... How boozy is yeah. it? Well, I look at it like this. So um, gravity, IBUs, things like that might be a little intimidating to someone who's new to beer. But if, again, if you're not going to recreate it, you don't necessarily need to know that. But if you're advanced... It's also good advanced, to kind of pick up on stuff like, oh, I like this kind of hop. And a lot of times those... You know, IPAs will have the name of the hop that they're using in the beer, so you can go, oh, double Simcoe. Right. Simcoe's a hop. Cool. I don't like Simcoe. I probably won't like that. Well, when, I love Simcoe. I'll, I'll drink that one. When Max said, oh, it's a rye black, I, and then he said earthy, well, that made a lot of sense to me because I know that rye adds a really earthy characteristic to beer. So, But I, we had to learn that. It took years, you know, for us just trying and tasting and reading. Going, oh, what is that? Yes. So oh. don't don't worry if right now that means nothing to you. Come back to us in a year, listen again, and see if you're like, oh, okay, I, I'm, I'm there. I like um, I like how a lot of companies are now starting to do this. Firestone being one of them, um, are putting some of the ingredients on the labels or on the back. Um, I love when it's a nice short list. Food, beverages, yeah. and everything have Water. an ingredients tab <laughs> on it somewhere where you see all the high fructose corn syrup and everything else that's in whatever it is that you're eating. Or what you're um, eating. Probably not what I'm eating. Probably mm. not what you're eating. But um, I, I actually appreciate um, when companies are saying, hey, this is what we do. And this is what we're putting into it. And you know exactly what you're getting at that point. Um, not that I've ever had any you know, nasty run-ins with, with Firestone before, but... I do like to see them putting this out there to say, hey, you know, we're a good beer company. We know what we're doing, and this is the product that we're putting out, and this is where it comes from. And to me, all that says is, now I know exactly what I'm drinking, and I know exactly what I like. And when right. Firestone puts out something else that has one or four of those ingredients on it, I'm definitely going to drink it again. You're going to drink it anyway because you know I'm that you like Firestone. I'm probably going to drink it anyway. So the company's actually called Firestone Walker. Firestone right? Walker, yeah. Yeah, yes. they're the two... Founders or two brewers? Or? Yeah, it's uh, Adam Firestone and David which is, Walker. Which are both awesome, awesome names, names, by the way. So thanks for growing up to be brewers, guys. Cause also, there's apparently a dude named Matt Brindelson, but... He had too many Ber syllables Bernard in his name. How did, he, how did he not make it into this? Uh, probably because I can't even pronounce his name. Give me that Brindelson. Give Brindelson. Me that Let me it's see. It's like Brynmar. Ilson. <laughs> All right. And now becomes the deliberation. Brindelson. Brindelson, yeah. yeah. No, we, we got it. Either way, I can't. that's a really big name to put on a beer bottle. <laughs> Firestone Walker Brindelson. <laughs> now it just sounds like a law firm. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I thought, too. Especially and when you throw Brindelson in there. Right. As we learned from Maine Beer Company, it's way 
way more fun to be brewers than to be lawyers. So don't do it. Exactly. That's true. Going to, I, I like that. That was a really nice uh, recapitulation right there. Glad I could help. <laughs> I have enough improv classes to know that reintroduction is important. Reintroduction is the most. I still, I'm still going to go with recapitulation. It's more of a musical term than anything, but I, I think it's well enunciated, cousin Max. It's a little bit, uh, it's a little bit less pedestrian. Oh, jeez, I'm a peasant. I get it. I like wearing. We did go over this. You are a peasant. How's your bread and cheese? Delicious. Thank you. My steak is awesome. We had three-year-aged Gouda last night. That was unbelievable. Thank I, you, DeBruno Brothers. I had a slice so of it this morning, and delicious again as breakfast. Yeah. Yay. Cheese is fantastic. Tried something new for the holidays, guys. Uh, just throwing it out there. Um, took some challah bread, made some French toast, but put a little fresh vanilla in with the batter, and then pumpkin pie spice instead of just cinnamon on the outside, mm-hmm. just to add a little dynamic of winter warmth and goodness so go ahead and mix it up Make and it that, good. That enjoy the winter cooking corner with the beer mistress just now i am but you know i i, I think that it really it, it really does like the winter months you're able to get into uh-huh. spices and you're able to get into you know all kinds of different flavors and everything and it's it's a lot more so than the summer where summer i mean what are you really looking to eat during the summer Cooling, uh, light stuff. Right. You, you, Fruits, vegetables, light. You don't want to eat heavy. something that's particularly depthy. Filling. Right. Because you're too hot, Thick. you don't want to eat. It's it's you know it's too much. I don't want to deal with that. Um, but when the winter rolls around, you want something that's going to warm you up. You want something that's going to you know stick to your ribs a little bit. You know you want something that's going to have a lot of flavor. Because let's be honest, everybody's entitled to put on a pound or two during the winter. Or that's ten. Right. I was going to say, I don't, could we renegotiate that pound or two? Or 10. That might not get me through the end of the year. Or 10. I'm going to go back to your New Year's Eve assertion. Um, Let's go. Ian's going to roll his eyes at me because he is not as much of a fan of this holiday. I am pretty We're coming around on it. that we can bring him around if we keep giving him great New Year's Eves. Here's I've my thing. One. Um, well, hey, one out of 28 is not right? bad. <laughs> hey. No. Sorry. One out of 22 is not bad, right? 20 schmirschmir. <laughs> um, and if you don't remember what schmirschmir is, go back to episode 8 when we tell you. <laughs> uh, I just re-listened to it. That's how I know. Anyway, um, many important people in my life over the years have had very unconventional schedules. They've just had those jobs where you can't work 9 to 5 Monday through Friday and get all the holidays off, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I've just had to be a little flexible with my celebrations of holidays, of birthdays, of anniversaries, whatever. And I don't care. It's never bothered me. To me, I think the only rule in our house was you have to celebrate your birthday in the same month that it happens. Like you can't wait 3 months later and finally have your birthday. But that's that's not a bad rule all things considered. I don't care if we open our Christmas gifts on the 28th of December if that's when it had to happen. However, New Year's Eve is the one holiday that has to happen on the day. That's why I don't like it. It's just a day. But it's the last day of the year. Yeah, and Sunday. So even if it was a terrible year. Saturday is the last day of the week. Do you enjoy your birthday? Sure. Think of New Year's Eve as everybody's birthday. But it's not. We all have a birthday. No, 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 no. Just think of it as that. You get a fresh start right then. No, you don't. We don't let all the prisoners out on the first <laughs> of every year. We don't like, you don't, you know, have no debt 
you know, no, it's but a they, fresh dart. But just it's just diff- just the way that you're going to turn 23 next year. Do you ever feel any year. different on the first, except for hungover? But do you feel different on the day after your birthday, except for hungover? I don't get hungover. <laughs> Except on my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) So if you really want New Year's Eve to be your birthday, then we just learned what you have to achieve. I guess I'm the DD. No, I'm getting a limo. If you don't do that soon, they're not going to be any available. On the 22nd? Oh, for your birthday. I thought you meant for New Year's Eve. I'll do it for both. Oh, gosh. Again. Make a few calls. We'll see. I've never been in a limo. Oh, I was by accident. It was great. By accident. That sounds shady. Pray tell. Um, I was leaving a wedding. It was one of those Friday night weddings that are all the rage now because you know it's ridiculously expensive to have a wedding on a weekend. And um, I traveled like six and a half hours to get to this place, and I got there in time to basically throw on a dress and get to the shuttle so that I could get to the wedding. And it was. Beautiful, fantastic, delicious, had a great time. End of the night rolls around and I want, I'm exhausted because I worked in the morning and then drove six hours and, you know, ate and drank like a fool, oh, Lord. like a peasant, I don't know. And uh, like a Lord. As soon as I got the memo that the shuttles were starting to go back to the hotel, I was like, sign me up. I, no offense to the bride. I will see her for breakfast in the morning. I need to go. Uh, I was first. <laughs> first in line for the shuttle and i walk outside it's pouring down rain and this guy looks at me and he's like are you here for the shuttle and i said yes and he goes great go over there and he points to a limo and i was like i've never i've never been in a limo i'm 30 this is on my bucket list what what do you mean i can go ahead and get you don't mean that this is for the family right or this is for the bride and groom and he's like just get in the damn limo <laughs> like Okay. And so you complied so with the it. man that just told you to get in the damn limo. <laughs> so I got in there and then sat awkwardly because I was alone for like 10 minutes because no one else wanted to leave the wedding this early. <laughs> and finally, they crammed a whole bunch of people in this limo and what is all of the bride's family and me sitting in the back of this limo. I was like, I knew it was an accident. What's going on? But we drove back to the hotel and I got there and... and I was texting everyone I knew at like 1.30 in the morning going, I'm finally in a limo. I'm finally in a limo. But it was also like not exactly the experience I thought I'd have in a limo. I was just a sardine with this bride's family that I didn't really know very well. So (laughs) maybe the reason I don't think about it being my limo time is because it's not like it was a romantic dinner. It wasn't a special night. It was just an accident that happened to me that was a lucky moment. Happy accident. Yeah. A happy accident. Happy accident. Well. I think we're actually getting to that time. Yeah, pretty much. So we are going to take a few minutes now and enjoy the rest of our Firestone, but we are going to do it quietly and without respectively. Your, without your peering over our shoulders. Stop judging me. Stop, <laughs> Stop judging me. I'm going to drink the Firestone. If, however, you are lucky enough to find a bottle, please. Give it to me. Well, first off, yeah, offer it to Ian at a markup because he just might buy it from you. Or just give it to me as a gift because you think I'm awesome and it's the gift giving time of year it sure is. is there's only what a month and change until the yeah. holiday season's in full effect yeah that's uh, as soon as like january 3rd is here it's like oh god what do we get ourselves into we have nothing to do until march <laughs> i don't believe in valentine's day what's in march spring finally starts yeah it's not a holiday for I mean, me in the words of in the words of my friend bill <laughs> no buzz, i would buzz, do that in buzz. may yeah. Buzz, buzz, buzz. <laughs> what I was going to say is if you are lucky enough to get some Firestone Walker Parabola, 
please write on our wall or send us a tweet and let us know when you're drinking it and what you think of it because how you got it yeah true and who you know what your address is in the meantime <laughs> if you would like to find us Alarm on twitter i am at beer mistress i am at dashing underscore rogue and cousin max just got a smartphone so if he sets up a twitter account i'm gonna have to know. do something here <laughs> Uh, always facebook.com slash dashing rogue and our new uh, episodes are being released so excited dashing rogue.com until next time i'm shannon the professor and cousin max thanks for joining us <laughs>